Bitch. Is that better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Hey, bitches. Raven here. Welcome back to another episode of Bitches Better. Uh, listen, I promise that I will have guests again eventually. Okay. But I got to be honest, I'm really enjoying these solo episodes lately. Like I can just rant and go off topic as much as I want to. And I don't have to worry about scheduling, which is like always a thing, you know, um, not me talking about like how much I love being solo when I just said I promise to have guests again. I will. Okay, let's get started. Raggedy bitch, I have a few. Uh, so my first one, actually, I'm not even going to give her, I'm not even going to do that one. Forget it. Forget it. Now, in honor of hurricane season and Hurricane Ian, I believe it is, that's uh, headed towards Charleston. It's going to slam us. Um, This is where my raggedy bitches come from. So it's hurricane season. And that means it's time for everyone to become a meteorologist, which is so annoying. But that's not even what I'm going to complain about today. Those aren't the raggedy bitches. The raggedy bitches... (laughs) are the people that say they're going to hunker down and ride out the storm. I don't know what it is about that phrase, but it is so disgusting and irritating to me. Like, I cannot handle it. I cringe every time someone says it. And this is the time when they say it just all the time. Oh, my God. Please stop saying hunker down. I would love it. I would really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Now, another weather-related raggedy bitch is these news channels just trying to kill off their weather people. They're making them stand outside and do all this yelling during a literal hurricane. Like, if y'all want to fire those people, just say that. Stop trying to kill those people. It's just like so extreme, you know? We don't need to see them outside in the middle of a Category 4 hurricane. It's it's a bad, you know? We get it. It's dangerous. Let them come inside. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> bad bitch. Rihanna, obviously. This beautiful bitch is performing at the Super Bowl. And I haven't been this excited about a Super Bowl since Beyonce performed. We haven't heard anything from Rihanna in years And you know that rumor that was going around about like how something happened to her voice and she like couldn't really sing anymore. So allegedly that's why she wasn't making any new music. So, I mean, I guess that's not true if she's like doing this huge performance, right? I don't know. I'm just so excited. Like, oh, oh my God. What if she debuts new music there? Like one minute she's singing Rude Boy and then she goes into a song that none of us recognize and we're like, wait. Oh my God, this is the new shit we've been asking for for years. And then she's like, yeah, the new album drops at midnight, y'all. Check it out. Like, how amazing would that be? (laughs) Not me writing, (laughs) not me doing Rihanna's Super Bowl fan fiction. I'll stop. Um, Oh, also her post just like announcing that she was performing at the Super Bowl was really cool. And I want to see that baby. And I want to see him now. Okay, let's let's get into the news. Now, this actually isn't news, (laughs) the first couple of things that I have to talk about, but I just need to get them off my chest. So someone said um, on the internet that the Richard sisters need to be on TV together. And I said, no, capital N-O. None of them need to be on TV together at any time ever. Okay, it's the worst thing they could do, to be honest. Kyle and Kathy need to get off TV right now, actually. 
They have no chance, all of the sisters, they have no chance at salvaging their relationships as long as they're on TV, like letting the world into their shit, especially people like Lisa Rinna. Okay, but we'll get into that later. Also, like, it's just so dark, all of their stuff. Like, I just don't think it would be enjoyable. Not to me, at least. It makes me very uncomfortable and uneasy and all of that. We just... We don't need to see everything, you know, and that's one of the things that (laughs) they need to keep to themselves. Um, Okay, next thing. A lot, and I mean a lot of people have been posting that they miss uh, Roni lately. And uh, listen, I don't miss them at all. I don't even (laughs) I don't even think about them. And I, I out of sight, out of mind, I suppose. I don't know. I just think it's strange that like all of a sudden all these people are posting about it. And it makes me think like, is there an announcement coming soon or something? Has Bravo been playing marathons of like old seasons? Like, what is it? I need to know. Also, Leah made a TikTok about how she's like a former Real Housewife of New York or whatever. And everyone was like, uh, pardon? You know, and they took that as like, she's not going to be on the like fresh new like season or whatever the fuck they were talking about. Um, And she tried to clear things up by saying like, oh, no, I just said former because we haven't like filmed in years. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, (laughs) sure, Jan. I think Roni is dead. Uh, You know, I think Roni is dead. Ramona's to blame. And we just need to all start accepting that. They had a good run, you know, it was really fun while it lasted. Lou and Sonia had their little simple life, like dating show coming up. So I don't know, like, just watch that and pretend it's Roni. Like, <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, uh, Jim Edmonds got married for a fourth time to what appears to be mm, a 20 year old woman. He literally looks like her dad in their photos. Like they're like they're all doing all the like family photos you do at a wedding and they're like, "Okay, bring in her dad. Just just the bride and her dad. That's what it looks like." He's so disgusting. It's just like an awful man. Despicable, really. That's like a great word to describe him. Speaking of despicable men, walk with me here. Um does Jim remind y'all of Thomas Ravenel or am I tripping? Like, I feel like they kind of look alike, you know, just like old, haggard, creepy white man. Just yuck. Two terrible, terrible men. Disgusting. Speaking of which, Catherine, I just found out Catherine and I go to the same lash place and we have the same lash tech. So my lash place posted her on their Instagram and I was like, ew, But I love my lash tech. So like, what am I supposed to do? Leave? Go somewhere else? No, I've been with her for years. Like, So I just have to hope that I never run into Catherine there. Pray for me. Um, Okay, that's it for the news. None of that was really news, was it, y'all? I'm so sorry. I told you I'm going to be all over the place today. Okay, let's talk about Atlanta. So it's part three of the reunion. (laughs) And, you know, I just three part reunions not my thing. I hate them. They're unnecessary. I, you guys know this. So this whole Anthony calling Ralph gay story is like very boring to me. It wasn't even discussed that much during the season. So I'm not sure why we're discussing it so much at the reunion. And I'm glad Andy shut it down when he did. Drew is being annoying. 
Sheree isn't going to pay you, okay? Let it go. The whole like, ooh, I'm an investor and she buys Sheree now. Like, shut up. I want to like her, but the way she moves is just so whack to me. Like, it's embarrassing. Even the times when she she's like making a good point, it doesn't land because her delivery is just so off and it's embarrassing. I don't know how else to just like to describe it. Uh, side note, she recently posted a photo with Teddy Mellencamp and I just let out the biggest sigh when I saw it. I was like, oh, oh, Drew, you just keep digging your hole deeper and deeper, babe. Do not hang around Teddy. She's lowering your stock and making you seem more whack than you like really are. And it turns out she was like doing that two teas in a pod podcast. And that's fine. But like, don't post photos with Teddy. It's not a good look. But like nothing that Drew does is a good look. So I guess it tracks. Um, And speaking of Teddy, she has been running her mouth about the whole Aspen, what happened in Aspen thing. Like as if she was there. She was like, oh, yeah, Kathy, she freaked out because they wouldn't play Michael Jackson. Like, shut up, girl. You're not on the show anymore. The show doesn't want you. (laughs) Okay, even your podcast co-host Tamra got called back to her show. But like, I got news for you. That's not happening for you. It's never going to happen. Let it go. You look so fucking thirsty. Okay. What was I saying? Okay. Okay. Back on track to Atlanta. So yeah. Anyway, I don't care if Ralph is gay, straight, bi, whatever. What I care about is what the hell he was doing in Tampa. What he was doing with his assistant slash masseuse. And like, what's going on with the book amongst a bunch of other things. Like, let's get those answers first. What do we know right now? I mean, what we know, I cannot speak, you guys. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. What we know right now, though, is that Ralph is a horrible person, like truly the worst. Despicable. Much like Jim Edmonds and Thomas Ravenel. Yes, I said it. Um, okay, so then they talk about the like Drew Charade beef that was on Twitter, which I mean, it was entertaining when it happened in real time, but now not so much. And listen, Andy is so uninterested, by the way. (laughs) He was like, okay, we're going to break for lunch. And he immediately got on his phone. And all the while, Drew and Sheree are like still arguing about Anthony. And after a while, Andy was like, girls, it's clear that he's just fucking with both of you. Translation. I don't want to hear about this shit anymore. Y'all need to hurry up and like just (laughs) bring the bridge in so that I can get away from this nonsense and have some lunch because I've had enough. So they break for lunch, whatever. When they come back, they bring out the husbands and, you know, they look good. Mainly Ross. That's Ross looked good. That's that's who I'm talking about. But um, that goes without saying. Todd has grown a beard that's like longer than his little body. And he needs to cut it. Even Andy thinks so. <laughs> he was like, uh, so what's the end game on the beard? <laughs> and that means cut that shit off. It's not cute. Um, apparently the guys were like drinking in the hotel lobby until 5 a.m., which is when the ladies were leaving to get ready for the reunion. It's ridiculous. I don't even know how you can do that. Like, I <laughs> I'm 32, and the thought of staying up drinking until that hour is just like 
I can't. I can't. Um, so Todd gets asked why he thinks it's okay to have Kayla out there struggling while Riley is just like living in luxury and he literally does not answer. He's like, oh, we from the Bronx. Like, okay. <laughs> not an answer. And it's just like really shitty. And there's like a larger conversation to be had about that, especially within the black community. But like, that's a conversation for another day. Um, uh, And then they talk about Marlo versus Candy. Whatever. They bring up the thing where Marlo said that Todd called Candy a country bumpkin. <laughs> and Todd was like, ah, 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 I never did that. Also, you were literally paying to be around these ladies. So apparently she had to pay for everything in order to be around that season and on the Africa trip. And she was like trying to deny it. And Andy was like, no, like you... <laughs> It's what he's saying is true. You did have to pay for all that stuff. So that was embarrassing for her. And it's a perfect example of what I say about her. She just needs to keep her mouth shut sometimes, you know? That was completely avoidable. So, yeah. Then they talk about Candy and the whole I'm worldwide thing. And she was like, yeah, Candy is worldwide, but like, so am I, you know? (laughs) And if we both go to Paris, I can get into places that Candy can't. Girl, please be serious. Like, And everyone was basically saying the same thing. Like, here goes Marlo again, doing that thing. Like, she just saying bullshit and making herself look stupid. Like, what you're saying is so absurd. Why say that when you could just be quiet? And then in the next breath, she has the nerve to say that, you know, what she learned from this season is that she needs to think before she speaks. And that's what she's going to do from now on. And Andy was like, you are? <laughs> like, hmm, we'll see. Time will tell. And um, yeah, the rest of their answers about like what they've taken away from the season aren't worth discussing. So then at the end, instead of doing a toast, Sheree brings out a rack of her overpriced She by Sheree line, and she's like going to give everyone a little something. And I'm still mad. Okay. (laughs) I'm still mad about the prices. I'm not even going to get into it. I just want y'all to know I'm angry. So yeah, I mean, that's it. Part part three of the reunion was not nearly as good as I was hoping it would be. Um. It, it wasn't good at all, to be honest. But that's okay. You know, they can't all be five stars. Like, I still love them. And I look forward to seeing them again next season and seeing what changes, if any, are being made to the cast. I've been seeing that they're adding some woman that I don't know. It's someone's friend. I don't, I don't really care. I didn't recognize her. We'll just see whenever it happens. All right. On to Married to Medicine. Oh, Anila's robbery. Listen. I'm sorry she got robbed, but I am pissed the fuck off that she and other people on the cast are trying to act like Toya is somehow involved in this. Like, what enemies do we have? Like, I don't know what sort of bubble you live in that you think that you have to have enemies in order to be robbed, but that's not the case. (laughs) Like, grow up. You have shit that you flaunt all over TV and your Instagram with your blogging. And you know what? Those people said... I would like to have that. And they took it. It's fucked up for sure. But like, have you been watching Bravo lately? Everyone is getting robbed. It's it sucks. And apparently her house got broken into again, like six months later. And people are alleging that it's like an insurance thing. I don't know about all that. But 
the whole thing sucks the whole thing sucks um dr jackie is like bringing on a new doctor at her practice it's very nice but like not a whole lot to say about it you know i'm happy for her that she doesn't have to be like working all hours of the day and night anymore um you know so congrats to her and congrats to the new doctor at her practice Eugene also got a new job. He's going to be working at an urgent care place with cancer patients. So no more emergency rooms. He's got a better schedule and it's going to be way less stressful as long as Toya doesn't force him to move anymore and keep living beyond their means. Because <laughs> the next thing you know, poor Eugene is going to be getting a second job somewhere, working nights to fund their life. All the while, Toya is going to be complaining about how he's tired and they don't go on trips to Italy anymore like they used to. <laughs> like, she's so ridiculous. I love her. Um, but their son Ashton is turning 12 and he wants to have a dinner party for his birthday. How cute. Like, I cannot handle it. What 12 year old wants to have a dinner party? Like, <laughs> I don't know any and I doubt that I ever will. Okay. I love it for Ashton, though. He's so cute. And the party is really nice. <laughs> like, they're such classy little kids. Like, they're toasting with their sparkling cider and champagne flutes. They're eating tomahawk steak. Like, my <laughs> birthday parties were at the house with pizza or, like, Discovery Zone. <laughs> Do y'all remember Discovery Zone? That was a good time. Um, But, yeah, I'm <laughs> 20 years older than him, and I haven't had a party as nice as Ashton's. Like... <laughs> Just my wedding. That was very nice. That's it. Um, so yeah, Simone and Cecil are still working on this book. And listen, I don't know if I misunderstood this, but I was under the impression that they already had a book deal and that the book was like absolutely happening. But now they're saying they're working on the book proposal. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought y'all were doing all these dinners with everyone to like get content for the book that was happening. Like definitely not for like the proposal, but maybe I'm dumb. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So anyway, they're talking to Omarosa and she's like, yeah, uh, got a little bit of feedback. You know, you mentioned here that you almost got a divorce, but you didn't say why. And that should be included. And Simone was like, yeah, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to relive it. So she starts talking about it and reliving it. And she gets all worked up as she does. And like, I have to laugh. Like, I'm sorry that they went through that. But I love seeing her all riled up. It's so funny to me. But um. The actual issue isn't funny because there seems to be some stuff that they still haven't discussed and they certainly need to before they go putting it in a book. You know, we're not doing no Drew and Ralph shit over here. Okay, so y'all better start talking. So Amaris is like, uh, yeah, maybe y'all shouldn't do this because it seems like it might tear y'all apart <laughs> and we don't want that. No, we do not. I love them so much. Um, so... Sad news, Heavenly's mom passed. So, you know, Quad and Jackie go to check on her and it's just really sad. And after that, Jackie, she has the vaccine drive party and everyone's there and it's outside because of COVID. So everyone is literally freezing to death. They look miserable. And for some reason, Quad shows up in scrubs. And listen, wear whatever you want, but like, why are you wearing scrubs? <laughs> like, you're not in the medical field at all. So this is weird. Like, where did you even get those from? 
And why? You know, she rolls up looking like Damon does to every fucking event that they have. It was it was strange for her. Um, so, yeah, they're all hanging out. And Jackie calls Anila to check on her. And she's just going on and on about how traumatized she is and, you know, how she just knows they were targeted. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sick of her. It's just like the Dorit robbery all over again, but worse. Okay, so Simone, Contessa and Toya are like, girl, nobody was targeting you. Okay, you're a fashion blogger. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) And Quad is like, well, Carrie said someone had a hit out on a needle. I can't even say it without laughing. She said someone had a hit out on Anila. And of course, they laugh too, because it sounds so ridiculous. A hit quad. Listen to yourself, like, please. And also, Carrie, shut up. Y'all know how I feel about that woman. It's literally like, oh, why is you here? You know, and she's not even here this time. Shockingly enough, she's usually slithering around the background, but not today. So Quad is just carrying her bullshit message to the group since she can't be there. Ugh. Now, they say that Toya had a party the same night as Anila's robbery. And because of that, they're trying to use that as a reason to somehow insinuate that Toya is involved in the robbery. And to that, I say, fuck you, Quad, Carrie, and anyone else that's pushing that narrative. It's ridiculous. Just because Toya and Anila are fighting, now she sent someone to rob Anila? Get the fuck out of here. Listen, you know I love Toya, but like she's not bright enough to like coordinate something like that. Come on. Like we all know it's true. This is so stupid. Also, she wouldn't do that. That's so fucked up. Oh my God. So Toya calls Quad the new gossip girl. Um, and between her and Anila, I think that I have to agree. I would say Heavenly too, but Heavenly just gossips. Like, (laughs) she's not on the low with hers or anonymous in any way. So she can't be Gossip Girl. Um, Heavenly is like Georgina Sparks, like (laughs) a truly unhinged agent of chaos. And I love it. (laughs) Okay. So Toya's like, has it occurred to anyone that Anila, you know, could be lying? (laughs) Yes. It has to me. I don't think she's lying about the robbery like some people do. Um, But I believe that she's making up like all this other shit around it um, about them like being targeted and stuff and Toy being involved because she just like lives for the drama and she's storyline hungry. She tries to have she's tried to have so many different storylines this season. It's insane. So, um, yeah. So as Toy and Quad... Toya is arguing with Quad about the rumors she spread about her and Eugene. And Toya's like, well, Heavenly told me all that stuff. Next thing you know, Heavenly's going off. She's like, don't put me in that shit. <laughs> Ma'am, you put yourself there. You did tell Toya about the rumor. Like, roll the tapes. <laughs> we saw it. So then Heavenly gets up. She storms out and she's like, my mama just died. So fuck y'all. Y'all can kiss my ass and climb a tree. <laughs> and I haven't heard that one before. It sounds like some shit Captain Lee would say, doesn't it? <laughs> I miss him. Anyway, she tries to storm out, but she can't get the damn door open. So when she finally makes her way outside, she continues screaming. And then for some reason, she yells that Damon's dick is big. <laughs> um, okay. 
Like, Heavenly talks too much about Damon's dick and how much sex they have, like, for me. Like, thou doth protest too much. I just feel like people who actually have sex all the time, they don't be talking about it like that, you know? Just like rich people don't, like, talk about how much money they have. Like, they just have it. They just are rich, you know? So, yeah. That's it. That's it for Married to Medicine this week. What an episode. Um, Okay. Beverly Hills. Now, I'm going to start by saying... I've had just about enough of this show. I mean it. I think I've reached my limit. So I don't know how much I'm going to have to say about them today. Now, here's another thing before I get into it. People who are on Rena's side, like, I'm, (laughs) it's very confusing to me. They are acting as if people are saying none of what she said is true. Incorrect. We obviously know that the meltdown in the club happened. Everyone saw it and said that they saw it. It's the parts where they were, where Rinna and Kathy were alone that are in question because Lisa Rinna is a known liar. Like, it's very simple to understand, you know? So when she comes to me with some proof, I'll change my tune. But until then, like, no. So we see Erica doing some therapy with a woman. She used to be on some sort of, like, therapy show. And I believe it was on VH1, but I can't think of it right now. Um, So good for her, I guess, with her therapy. Um, And then Erica has like a hair party or something where everyone except for Kyle, Kathy and Garcelle are in attendance. So, you know, now they have to talk about what happened in Aspen. And I guess Rena's PTSD is worn off because now she can talk about it. Like how convenient. So the story is that um, Kathy asked the DJ to play Billie Jean. The DJ said no. And then she lost her mind on everyone in the club. Okay, fine. So at this moment, Cherie decides to say that she did notice Cappy outside of the hat store and that she was livid when she saw her. So now Rena has this fake epiphany and she's like, oh my God, Cappy was mad that I tried my friend Kendall Jenner's tequila and not hers. Cappy is just so jealous of the Kardashians. It all makes sense now. Girl, <laughs> What? <laughs> And literally said that out loud when she said that shit. Like, what do the Kardashians have that Kathy Hilton does not? Please cut it the fuck out. Bitch, if anyone's jealous of the Kardashians, it's you. You were trying to do some Kardashian shit with your daughters and it didn't pop off because they're never mind. <laughs> never mind. I just want to know why Rena is willing to say that Kathy, <clears throat> excuse me. Why she's willing to say what Kathy allegedly said, um, you know, in her confessionals, but not to the women's faces. Like, the same bitch that says, you better believe I'm going to talk about it. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's just so annoying. Like, mention it all, okay? If you're going to have that attitude, you got to mention it all at all times. And do it during the group outings. If you don't, then I automatically don't care. I don't care what you have to say. Stupid. So Sutton has Erica over for lunch and they have Popeyes displayed in the fanciest way I've ever seen. And I am obsessed. Y'all know Popeyes is my favorite. I would love nothing more than to have Popeyes lunch at Sutton's house. 
It sounds heavenly. And like, Erica doesn't deserve this. Okay. So anyway, they like talk about their relationship and they try to bury the hatchet and they do for now. We'll see how long that lasts. Probably not long. So yeah, that's it for that. Then we see Kathy go over to Kyle's house to apologize for like all the nasty shit she said to and about Kyle and Aspen. And (laughs) I I don't think it's genuine, (laughs) to be honest, because they hate each other. These sisters hate each other. We all know it. And at least that's what it looks like from where I'm sitting. So these little heart to hearts that they do every now and then are just bullshit to me. Like, Maybe they are just some of those family members that are like the toxic ones that you're just you just cut them off because that's the best thing that you can do in the situation, you know, because I just feel like this is never ending. And most of all, it's not interesting. So, yeah, then Rena shows up again. Miraculously, no more PTSD. It's a miracle. So Kathy tries to apologize to Rena for some reason. And Rena immediately turns on the dramatics. And again, she says she's never seen anything like it. So I guess she's never watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and seen her own behavior. But anyway, she is doing her dramatic whisper voice. And then, you know, Kathy flips it on her. And she's like, well, you know, you can be very unkind, too, which is true. And Rena was like, "Uh uh-uh. Don't try and flip this on me. You're not going to gaslight and manipulate me and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you're not going to get away with this with me, Kathy. And Kathy was like, awesome. I don't care. I'm leaving. And (laughs) nothing was resolved. And it's all very annoying. And I don't care. Next week is the season finale and it can't come soon enough. Seriously. Okay. Now Salt Lake City. Like I said... (laughs) When the trailer came out, I was like, nah, you know, I was not impressed or excited by the trailer at all. And I really wanted to go to bed after I watched Beverly Hills, but I was like, oh, fuck, I got to watch Salt Lake City so that I can record this podcast on my normal day. So here we are. Now, at the beginning, they try to make it seem like Lisa and Meredith are meeting up, but then we get this dramatic reveal that Jen and Meredith are hanging out and Lisa and Heather are hanging out. And this would be pretty shocking if we hadn't already seen this unfold on Instagram like months ago, which is why housewives shouldn't be able to post anything with other housewives or about the show at all while they're off season, you know? Like, so often, we know exactly what's going to happen by the time we get to the season, and that takes a lot of the fun out of it. Like, I know some people love spoilers, but I'm not one of those people. (laughs) If I'm spoiled, literally everything is spoiled, and I don't care to see what happened in between at all. So, yeah. Um, Heather tells Lisa that she needs to apologize about her whole Meredith is a whore (laughs) who fucks all of New York rant. And Lisa's like, I mean, I just don't even really feel that way about Meredith. And Heather thinks that she does. And I do too. Like, I feel like in the back of her mind, like, she really does believe all of that stuff and really feels that way. Because like, who talks about their friends like that? You know? So I don't really care if she admits it or not. She believes that to be true. So then we see um, Meredith talking to Jen about Lisa and rumors that are going on about her and her marriage and her business and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry, but the fact that Jen and Meredith are friends again, just like that is 
the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Meredith looks silly on this show, and she looks silly in real time being friends with Jen again. The way that she carried on, like, all season about her um, last season, and now you're friends with her. And the fact that she was, like, defending her, and then the very next day, Jen pled guilty. <laughs> so embarrassing. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't care about the Lisa and Meredith drama at all. So last season, Lisa called Meredith a whore. Now Meredith is calling Lisa a whore. Like, this is boring. Boo, tomato, tomato. Whitney and Heather get together and they talk about the Mormon church like they always do. I don't care about that either. And I can't stand Whitney. (laughs) So there was no way I was paying attention to this scene that went on for far too long. Then we get, then we get Jen. And her new house that's, oh, God, you guys, it's only 4,500 square feet. Poor thing. Y'all, I'm telling you, I'm going to have a really hard time with her this season. And I knew it coming in, but it really hit me when I was watching this episode. I am just not interested in watching her lie for an entire season and do that obnoxious, high-pitched yelling at people about what she's going through and why people aren't supporting her. I just am in no mood. Like, just lock her up already, you know? And Jen says that she's she's throwing Sharif a birthday party. But she can't spend as much money because they're on a budget now because, you know, legal fees, all the money that she's probably going to have to pay these people in restitution. So she's throwing this party at someone else's house and uh, somehow that's cheaper. I don't it's very extravagant and it looks very expensive. So I hope that Jen's friend is hosting this party in every way monetarily and by offering up her house because the Shahs can't afford this right now. Okay. Again, I say lock her up. So at this ridiculous party, Lisa walks up to Meredith and she just like gives her a hug. (laughs) Like everything's fine. And listen, I love Lisa team Lisa over here, but it's a bit much considering the situation. Like if we're, (laughs) we're not on good terms, don't come over here hugging me. Okay. So Lisa's like, can we, or excuse me, not Lisa, Meredith was like, can we like talk another time? (laughs) And um, they were like, yeah, okay. So since that conversation couldn't go down at the party, Lisa then walks up to Seth and she was basically saying everything to him that she would have said to Meredith. And she starts crying and everything. And Seth is just like, um... And he's like looking very uncomfortable. And he's like, well, you know, you really hurt her. Why would you say this? Blah, blah, blah. Stupid. I don't care. Just let me see the girls fighting. I don't need the husbands involved. But I don't know, y'all. I don't have high hopes for this season. And I don't have hopes. I don't have high hopes for me and this season either. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. Um, make sure that you are following me on Instagram and Twitter at mainly Raven and also go to patreon.com slash bitches better for bonus content. I'm covering love and marriage Huntsville right now amongst other random things. So yeah, check it out. I will be back to talk to you bitches next week. Love you. Bye.